Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends related, Shining Time Station, the Railway Series, etc. I'm Orion. And I'm Tony. And today we're going to be continuing our Railway Series commentaries, or discussions rather, on uh, throughout all of the Reverend's books. And uh, today it is Four Little Engines, which is the 10th book of the Railway Series. And uh, this is a special book. This introduces us to a brand new set of characters, a brand new railway. Sodor is finally being developed in an organic and interesting way. Um, we're learning a lot more about Sodor history. Of course, a lot of that would be filled in later. But uh, all new characters, great stories, and uh, we're really looking forward to uh, to talking about this book and, and sharing that with you. So, um, if you you know, hopefully you have a copy of of the book, but you can uh, follow along with us here. Uh, just you know, starting uh, general thoughts on the book. What are your thoughts, Tony? Well, I, I have to say that I've ever since we started uh, the Railway Series book reviews part of our podcast, I've really been looking forward to when we get to four little engines uh because the star louis railway engines are among some of my favorites um the book itself is beautifully done i think um it's a great introduction to a new set of characters um and really the uh the cover or the title rather kind of explains it all in that it's a book about four technically three little engines uh, the fourth one is really only referenced at the very beginning of the book but uh he he does get a few re- infrequent references throughout the book but um in in general i love this book it's again it's not necessarily one of my favorites but it's 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 a, a book that i feel a lot of nostalgia for simply because i love these characters so much what about you absolutely yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I love the Scarlowy Railway. Um, they were always some of my favorite episodes growing up. Um, and uh, this is this has been one of my favorite books um, of the Railway series, I would say. Um, and just particularly, I just love the world, the world of the Scarlowy Railway. Um, it's it's so different from anything that we had experienced previously in the Railway series in terms of, you know, a more more general, you know, kind of British mainline, British country branch line world that we have uh, been through in all of the other books. Right. So this is, um, and also I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the development of Sodor and the Sodor history um, and, uh, you know, and, and more of that aspect of it. So this is kind of where a lot of that really started to kick in. Um, and of course, I'm, I'm a big fan of narrow gauge railways in mm. general, and particularly um, the Tattleton Railway. So uh, this is, uh, of course, the, the Reverend's great tribute to that wonderful locale. Mm. Um, but, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to to. I, I was going to say that, you know, a big part of why it does feel so different is because you're right the first nine books are all based on just general British um, or UK railway practices. Whereas Ford Little Engines is based specifically on a Welsh narrow gauge railway, the Talaflin in Tawyn, Wales. Um, and the book, the idea for the book itself was in fact suggested by uh, the then general manager of the railway, Tom Rolt or LTC Rolt, who was, you know, without him, the town of Lynn Railway, as we know it, wouldn't exist, really. Um, Tom Rault has done a lot for 
narrow gauge railways in general, I'd say. It was one of the first preserved lines uh, in the world, as far as I can recall. And so, um, and the fact that the Reverend had worked on it, you know, he drew a lot of his own real life experiences on the Talaflin, particularly, well, in all of his Starlyway Railway photos, but, but particularly this one. Uh, features a lot of things that he experienced uh, as uh, as we'll get into later in the book. Yeah, absolutely. And, and right from the get-go, um, you know, right uh, starting here in the forward, we have uh, a lot of detail mm. and uh, it, it saves a, a little bit of the, um, of the uh, exposition from being in the other stories. So that way we can just dive into the characters for each of the uh, next four stories. But this, this little forward here um, is a great summary of the, the new railway that we will be experiencing. Um, and it just you know, states that Sir Handel Brown is the owner of a little railway, which goes to Scarlowe and Reneus. And he explains that uh, Scarlowe means lake in the woods and Reneus means divided waterfall. And, um, you know, and right from right away, we, we learned that this is a, you know, that this is now, it says lots of people visit them. So it's, it's a tourist area, um, which we haven't really, uh, we haven't really um, experienced anything quite like that in the rest of the railway series. It's been more just general goings on. Um, but this is, you know, specifically tourists and uh, you know, passengers and things like that. Uh, so it's a, it's a nice, um, it's a nice change of pace. And uh, now we also find out that the there's the owner, Sir Handel Brown, but also the thin controller, Mr. Peter Sam. So that's something that's, of course, lost in the adaptation in the TV series in that right from the start of this book, if you read that forward, it makes sense why the engines are called Sir Handel and Peter mm. Sam. Um, it's not, and, and Scarlett and Reneus, it's not made clear in the TV series why uh, Peter Sam and Sir Handel are called their names. It is um, uh, Scarlowe and Reneus. Uh, it, it's still not really. They just mentioned that there's a lake in the woods and a beautiful waterfall. But um, it's interesting that you know that aspect is is present here, but lost in the TV series adaptation. That is that is interesting. Um, and you know, I over the years, as I you know, I I didn't really read the railway series until I was at least 10. And even then I didn't really dive deeply into it until I was in my teens. And so as the years have gone by, I've, I've started to sort of question, you know, the, the idea that Sir Topham Hatt, you know, what was it, was it really the best choice to have Sir Topham Hatt run everything on the Island of Sodor in the TV series? I don't really, I don't think it, harms the stories in any way but i do think that we lose a bit of meaning in uh both sir handel and peter sam's names uh as as you said um now what's interesting of course is that um uh, sir handel brown uh the owner is based on the real life um and i'm blanking on his last name but there was a man by the last name of hayden that was knighted so he was a sir uh, which, of course, locomotive number three on the Tom uh, Flynn Railway is Sir Hayden. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's, it was Sir uh, Sir Henry Hayden Jones. That's right. Um, and then you know, um, I don't know where the Edward Thomas name came from, but locomotive number seven on the Tom Flynn Railway, who we wouldn't get to for many many books to come, 
uh, was of course named Tom Rald after the uh, manager Tom Rald. Uh, but but the thing controller is you know um, um, excuse me the thing controller in the railway series books is very much based on Tom Rald the uh, the uh, the man so yes but uh so yeah yeah so yeah absolutely um so you know diving right in first story here scott lobby remembers right away we set up that there's a continuity between the previous book edward the blue engine and we uh we did recently do a discussion on that book so we encourage you to to check that out but uh edward the blue engine this segues uh, quite well, I think, and quite effectively into this. So we have, if we just had, the Reverend hadn't set up any sort of connection between this railway and the other engines on the island of Sodor, then it, it would have seemed um, a bit odd, maybe, or um, or just you know, he's just writing a different story, almost a, almost a completely different series. But right from the start, we have Edward kind of being our own we're seeing this through Edward's eyes as he travels in um, and then we're introduced to Scarlowe and then we're left with Scarlowe to tell us the rest of the stories um, kind of. Um, so it's, I, I like that aspect of it. And uh, of course it's because the fat controller has sent Edward to the works to be mended. And it's, just, of course we know this now is, is Crovin's gate, but that wasn't established yet in the railway series. Right. Definitely not by name. Um but it, it's that that's why he sees Scarlowe there, and then immediately we're taken off into a, a different railway that goes, uh, you know, through the through the lakes and mountains. It it is a nice bit of continuity between um, between railway series, but it's, it's and it's the sort of continuity that while we would get occasional references to previous stories throughout the railway series, I think this is the first time where one book direct uh, the first of a, the first of only a handful of times where one book leads almost directly into another um, in, in that, of course, as you said, old iron leads directly into start Louis remembers. And the idea, I find the idea of Edward being the one to introduce us to start Louis is interesting because Edward definitely seems to recognize star Louis, but it's clear that he recognizes him only in that he's seen him before and knows of him. Um, and, you know, being at the works, of course, gives him a chance to get to know more about Star Louis and the railway and gives us the chance to get to know uh, this character and his railway. Um, because, of course, you know, previously, I there really wouldn't have been any reason for Edward to get to know Star Louis uh, more than just being a, a little engine. So, um, but, you know, it's it's a nice story. And it's a nice introduction to a, a new railway. It's it's, and that's really what this story is. It's just you know, it it's just an introduction, which is really well done. Definitely, um, and uh, we we learn about uh, some of the coaches, mm. of course, um, and and Edward asks. Scarlowe, if the coaches have names, and we do learn that, that they're Agnes, Ruth, Jemima, Lucy, and Beatrice, and, uh, and that they all have their own personalities, which is quite interesting. And um, it, it's, just, it's just a great story. Um, I like Mrs. Last, um, you know, again, a, a nice other non-rail uh, human character. It's, it's quite interesting. And um, 
it's such a it's such a shame and it's almost a it's there's something slightly bittersweet about this um that you know of course Scarloe theoretically hasn't seen an engine for for quite some time and uh you know and he was he's quite sad and then Edward comes and cheers him up and uh, and he gets to talk about the old days again so it's it's quite nice uh you know and that I love the last line of the story where he says um you know, Scarlowe watched Edward being taken to the works, then shutting his eyes, he dozed in the warm afternoon sun. He smiled as he dozed, for he was dreaming, as old engines will, of happy days in the past. So it's a, we establish that there's a history um, and that it's you know, no longer currently you know, quite going on, um, and, uh, but soon will be again. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just there's something a little sad about that. There is. Um, and that's one of the things that we sort of lose in the TV series adaptation as fantastic as season four is. And I understand it to a point that Star Louie remembers wouldn't be a great story to adapt for the TV series. I completely understand why it was, uh, you know, uh, combined with old faithful, which is the fourth story of this book, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Um, but you know, it's, it's a little bittersweet that we didn't get more of this story. But like I said, it's completely understandable at the same time. Um, now, of course, this story, you know, um, obviously, like I said, like we both said, it's an introduction to the Starloway Railway, which, of course, is, uh, is almost identical to the Talisman Railway. Um, and there's another, because I mentioned this back in Edward the Blue Engine, there's another subtle arc in uh, this book which I'll talk about more when we get to the fourth story, because it really shows up more prominently there. So. Yeah. And this is, um, we talked about in Edward, the blue engine, how, you know, Dalby was, um, he, he had some good illustrations. Yeah. And I think this book, I mean, he really, he had to set the style for these, for these engines. I don't think that he's the best illustrator of these engines, no. um, in any way, but I do like, um, I like the world that he created here. I mean, and, and he did set the standard for what this, what the Scarlowe railway would look like. Mm. Um, and he, you know, and I, I like aspects of it for sure. Um, one particular illustration that I always like, um, and it's probably one of my favorite Dolby illustrations is of Scarlowe puffing by with the children standing on the fence. Yes. Um, it's a fourth illustration of the first story. It's great. Um, and uh, it's, and it just looks so different from everything else that we've seen on Sodor so far. So uh, I like it a lot. It's, it's just great. And, uh, but uh, yeah, so that moves us into our next story, which is Sir Handel. Mm. And uh, this is interesting because it's not really quite um, established. Um, you know, I, I know that, uh, that, Scarlowe mentions that there are new engines in the previous story, right. but it never quite uh, it never quite gets developed, um, and so it's a bit jarring here that it just says you know the new engines looked very smart. That's the first line of the story, mm -hmm. and that we have two new engines right away. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's it is quite interesting. And of course, the Reverend would go back later and create a backstory for these two engines and why they ended up on the Scarlowe railway. So it, it, uh, it makes this timeline kind of, uh, interesting, but, um, 
but yeah, this is a nice uh, this is a nice story, and I like I like the interaction between Sir Handel and Gordon, which of course we would get again later in in trucks. Um, that I like that uh, that that's kind of echoed in the later mm. book. And I mean, Sir Handel, the character is probably my favorite of the narrow gauge engines. I have no idea why, but there's I I've never quite been able to put my finger on it but there's something about sir handel that i really like uh, as a character um and the story itself is fantastic it's um you know it's it's a simple story in fact most of the stories in this book are quite simple stories but they're very they're very good they're they're reminiscent of the early railway series of the, the very early railway series books but in you know you can see how the Reverend's writing has progressed over 10, 11 years, um, you know, between the simplicity of this story and the simplicity of say any of the stories in the three railway engines. Absolutely. I, I would uh, definitely agree. Um, what's quite interesting too, actually, if, if you look through all four stories in this book, um, we don't have any story where the Scarlowy Railway is completely isolated. So we don't have a whole story where no standard gauge engine shows up. In every single story, there's an interaction between one engine, one narrow gauge engine and one of the, uh, you know, one of the standard gauge. Yep. So in the first story, Scarlowy interacts with Edward. In this story, Sir Handel interacts with Gordon. In the next story, just jumping ahead a little bit, Peter Sam and the refreshment lady. Of course, that one um, has you know a, quite an extensive interaction with Henry, and uh, and then of course James uh, is, has a very small appearance at the end of Old Faithful. So it's quite interesting that he wasn't quite able to establish a completely um, separate world for the Scullery Railway quite yet. Um, still, each story had an interaction with the main line in, in some way, but. Uh, but then later, of course, he would manage to come up with stories where they, they didn't have any interaction with uh, with any of the uh, standard gauge characters. I, I think for this book, though, that kind of works, because as you said, when we were taught when we were talking about the very beginning of the book, um, it does help establish this firmly as being part of Sodor in that if you had little to no interaction with the standard gauge railways that it would feel very odd where you know obviously we would move away from that in later books about the Starloway railway but i think for this first one it it made sense for at least one standard gauge engine to appear even if it's very brief in uh, in each story but uh so now uh, sir handel of course uh, being based on um as I said earlier, Talaflin Railway number three, Sir, Han- uh, Sir Hayden, um, who had similar issues um, with uh, staying on the rails. Uh, he had his um, when, when he was first brought to the Talaflin Railway, Sir Hayden ha- was uh, an 040 uh, saddle tank engine. He is now an 042. Uh, that's the wheel configurations, of course, and you know would be constantly slipping through the rails just because his wheels were so tight, um, and so um, the addition of trailing wheels, which uh, aren't necessarily mentioned here but would be mentioned later, uh, would cause uh, 
would would fits the issue he had with slipping. But this story, of course, is based on any number of incidents that Sir Hayden most likely endured because of uh, having a poor wheel arrangement at the time. Yeah, um, it's once again the Reverend uh, being quite clever in the way that he was able to to rework real life stories into. Uh, into successful railway series stories and not just the stories, but character traits um, based on aspects of the actual or names or, um, or what have you based on the, the aspects of the real life story. So for example, um, with duck, you know, the fact that uh, uh, you of course will meet soon um, in, in subsequent books. Um, But of course uh, you'll, uh, the fact that duck um, waddles, you know, the, the model waddled. So that's why he, uh, you know, said that it was like a duck and um, it's just it, it, quite interesting. Uh, one illustration that I particularly like in this story is of, of the, uh, the driver of the fireman poking his head out the back of Sir Handel and then um, putting sand down <laughs> on the rails. It's quite interesting. That's a shot that we never, I don't think we ever did a shot like that again. And it's a very interesting shot. I do like that. That's very nice. Yeah, and of course, this, this story gets a bit technical um, in terms of it, it talking about bogey coaches um, and uh, you know, the difference between those and what they have currently yeah, at this time on the Scarlowy Railway. And that is, of course, you know, we're, we're talking a bit about the TV series adaptations. We'll get more into that when we, when we do our season four commentaries, which will be somewhere down the road there. But um uh, it that's something that's completely lost in the TV series adaptation. It really makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, and even and even this, like, it's it's quite technical. And as a, um, I I didn't read this when I was a kid, kid. But even when I was you know just a bit younger, it it, it always confused me. I didn't really understand what the what the difference was. It kind of had to look it up, right? <laughs> you know what uh, what the difference between the bogey coaches and and what these coaches are. What, what he's supposed to be complaining about. Um, so it's a bit technical, um, but uh, it, but I, I suppose it works. It, it does. And it's one of the rare, it's one of the rare examples of the Reverend getting really technical. Uh, you know, Christopher Audrey gets, uh, gets, gets himself quite a reputation and not undeservedly. So uh, for being very technical in quite a few of his stories, uh, and but this is one of the rare occasions where the Reverend gets quite technical as well. So it's interesting. Um, now, of course, at the end of this story, Sir Handel is shut up in the shed, uh, or really because there's no doors in the shed, just told to stay in the shed until he can be trusted again, which, of course, leads us into uh, the next story, Peter Sam and the Refreshment Lady. Yes, and of course, this is uh, this is an interesting story because it's based on um, you know experiences that happened to the Reverend himself, not just a uh, you know not just a secondhand or you know a right. a received story that he uh, that he decided to use. So it is that is quite interesting and uh, really uh, the the only time that that ever happened to my knowledge. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that this is one of the one of those rare occasions where. Um where a story is directly about the Reverend W. Audrey. I mean, they don't specify it, and it's just like a random guard. But of course, we know that in real life, the guard was in fact the Reverend W. Audrey, 
And uh, somewhat amusingly, uh, the refreshment lady was, in fact, his mother-in-law. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, at least according to at least according to uh, Christopher, it was uh, the reverend's mother-in-law. So, uh, huh. yes. So yeah, that's quite, a, quite an interesting, quite interesting. trivia there. I really think that um, it, this is a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's uh, I would say Sir Handel, the previous story is probably my least favorite of the mm-hmm. book. Um, this is um, this is just a great story. And uh, and I it's uh, it's it's uh, you, it, I like Peter Sam as a character. Oh, yeah. um, I like Peter Sam more than Sir Handel as a character. So um, so I, I prefer this story. Um, and it's just, it's, it's nice. Um, I like that, uh, you know, that, uh, that Peter Sam is excited to run the line. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of fun. And of course, um, in the TV series, we get uh, the nice little ditty, um, you know, when, uh, when he sings, I'm Peter Sam, I'm running this line and we get that here too. Just, it's nice to hear that, uh, sung in the railway series. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice little thing. the The reverend really puts a heavy emphasis on the coaches in in uh, in a few of these stories in this book, and specifically constantly referring to them by by name: Agnes, Ruth, Jemima, Lucy, and Beatrice. And uh, you, we don't get other than Annie and Clarabelle in the TV or in the not the TV series in the earlier railway series stories. Uh, we in the standard gauge, we don't get any other sets of named coaches so um until later of course when we get oliver's coaches and and, and other than henrietta i should right. say but um but with this much personality and with this much interaction with the with the actual engine uh it's quite interesting it is it is quite interesting and it's very it i i was saying if if you've listened recently to the edward the blue engine um, review that we did, which was probably one of our most recent episodes. Um, I was saying that the Railway Series has a way of being timeless while also being slightly dated in that this is a lovely snapshot of the time that this would have been around because at the time of the Talaflin Railway, the, at the time that this was written, rather, the Talaflin Railway really only had the three engines uh, because Dolgach was away being repaired. Um, and five coaches and so uh i think it's kind of nice that um the five the five star lowy coaches are such a big part of the story it's uh quite quite different than uh than than what we've had previously with just annie and clarabelle and henrietta and then a bunch of unnamed coaches but uh i i do like this story it's it's a fun little story it's um I prefer Sir Handel slightly. I'm the opposite of you. I prefer Sir Handel slightly more than this. Uh, but it is a nice follow-up, I feel. I, I feel that uh, this, um, you know, it's, it's, there are sort of two arts in this story. There's, there's the more subtle art that I'll mention when we get to the net story. But then there's the arc of, you know, Sir Handel's um, early issues on the railway. And this sort of... Uh, ties into that because you know obviously with uh, Sir Handel being in the shed, Peter Sam has to do some of his work as well as his own. So, yes, yeah, absolutely, and it is. I like that uh, that Henry plays a little trick um, 
you know, it's kind of, it's fun that, that uh, we have that aspect of Henry, um, you know, just being a, a little mischievous <laughs> here in this particular tale. It, it is. And it kind of harkens back to um, early Henry where, uh, you know, he, he's not shown to be cheeky or mischievous that often, but every now and then he has his moments where he can be quite clever. So, but yes, an, an enjoyable story, uh, no doubt about that. And then, of course, um, that leads us into uh, the final story of this book, Old Faithful. Yeah, this is a, um, a great story. It's nice to, uh, you know, it's nice, of course, to uh, we get another little bit of Sir Handel here. And then we get Scarlowy um, again. So we, we finally get to see uh, Scarlowy actually in action. Um, as opposed to just him remembering. And like you said, it's a, it's a nice completion of the arc in the beginning. He's shut in the shed here. He's able to, uh, to be out, to be let out again. Um, and, uh, and to prove himself. And so he, you know, uh, kind of saves the, saves the line as it which, were. Which really so much of this uh, and, and, you know, this is the same for all of the star Louis railway books. But so much of this book in particular is based on the rich history of the Talaflin Railway. Around, like, within a few years before this book was written, um, you know, there was, before, of course, the Talaflin Railway Preservation Society, the railway was definitely in danger of closing. And, um, you know, they had bought Sir Hayden and Edward Thomas, but, you know, um, Dolgoch was away being prepared, and Talaflin was so decrepit that she was only ever used in emergencies. And then, you know, something very similar to this happened, and you know, she did end up uh, saving the railway essentially, um, and of course was brought back into working order afterwards. But um, you know, so it's it, I think it's really cool just how much of this railway's history is put into uh, not only this book, but all of the other Scarlet Railway books. And it's very touching in a way to see the evolution of uh, the Scarlet Railway and how it matches its real life counterparts. Absolutely. And I love um, one of the last lines of the story, sir. Uh, it says that Sir Handel thinks that Scarlet is the best engine in the world. Uh, I just I like that line, and I like um, it's just so nice. It's a nice ending, um, and, and these are just nice characters in the end, really. Um, and they they just want to do their best. Um, it's it's the appeal of of the Thomas stories, really. Um, particularly, um, you know, Scarlowy says, "I'd be ashamed to have a bus take my passengers. I'll get home or bust." Uh, it's just so uh, it's admirable and noble, and uh, it's you know, it's just it's really nice. I I like it a lot. I, I do as well. Um, and I think that that's part of what's always attracted me to the Star Lowry Railway. Not that all of the other engines don't have their great moments and such as that, because they definitely do. Uh, but there's something about the little engines, uh, the narrow gauge engines of the Star Lowry Railway. That's just, you know, it's just their nature is just so appealing. And uh, yeah, I, I think that while I can't say that this is my all-time favorite, it's one of my top favorite railway series books, this one. 
Yeah, I, I quite like it. Um, it. It's it's not my favorite. It's um, to be honest, I mean, it's really probably um, it's 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 not my least favorite of the of the uh, Reverend written Scarlet Weaver Railway books. Um, I would say that's probably very old engines, <laughs> but. Um, but I would say um, both the Little Old Engine and Gallant Old Engine are, are better books. I I would agree with that. You know, I mean, I I do think that um, you know there there are better books about the Starlight Railway. But I I think that as an introduction, this book really does a great job introducing us to a a railway that would become so beloved by so many. I mean, of course, the whole of the railway series is. Beloved to so many people, but you know, I think because these engines are based on real engines in a real place that you can specifically go to, and in fact, the Reverend even encourages people to go to the Tattlestone Railway at the very end, uh, the ending of the book. Um, you know, if you have enjoyed these stories, you will enjoy a visit to the Tattlestone Railway in Tow in Wales. Um, I think you know that that's another special part of it is because you know while all of the engines are based on real locomotives, these are based on such specific ones that you can actually go and see and that are still to this day in working order. So it's absolutely. And, and, you know, of course he would kind of um, attempt to duplicate that idea by making um, small railway engines, of course, the Arlesdale Railway based on the Ravaglass and Eskdale. And then, of course, mountain engines based on the Snowden Mountain Railway. Right. And specifically with the with each engine based on the, you know, they have their real life counterpart and the story of the railway similar to uh, the, the story of the Sodor Railway similar to the, the real life railway. But right never to the same degree or even to the same with the same skill i think um that he did with uh specifically with the the scarlowy railway and its relationship to its real life counterpart just um just brilliant and it really it, it this changed the railway series i don't think um it it provided a sudden uh, just a burst of freshness i think when when you're looking through the series of books this each time that we go back into the, the scarlobi railway it's um you know just like a nice little bit of fresh air to uh leave us room to breathe and uh and then we are happy to go back to the main line again and to to see more stories about the engines that we had already read many books about but it's nice to just kind of get away from that for just a little bit to to see a different side of sodor yeah i definitely uh, so on the whole um what, what are your uh overall thoughts on this book now that we've covered the entire thing from cover to cover I think it's a like I said I think it's a it's a good book if I had to rank the stories I would say um I would say they would uh, probably go uh probably uh old faithful Scarlowy remembers Peter Sam and the refreshment lady and Sir Handel um and uh I'm sure you would probably rank Sir Handel a little bit higher than that yourself. I I would uh, I I would keep your order but I would switch the final two stories. I I do like Peter Sam and the Refreshment Lady. It's a great story. But uh like I said, I just have a soft spot for Sir Handel for some reason that I can never quite place. But um 
but yeah, no, all four fantastic stories. So, um, but but definitely Old Faithful at the top with Starlowe remembers as a close second. So, absolutely. And typically, what's interesting for me about this book, you know, just personally to, to my normal taste, is that a, a story like Scarlowe remembers, I, I normally don't think I would like because uh, not really much happens. It's all just kind of a more of a reflection. Um, it, it, there's no real plot, right? Per se, but uh, but for some reason, it just works. It just works really, really well because it's 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 just so charming, and it has such and it has emotion to it too. Like I was saying earlier, I mean, it's it's really sad, um, and that's not something that was often found. I think in the railway series, um, you know, there's 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 more of a superficial emotion, but there's actual like you know a, a real sense of. Um, of connection with this character that you get in this opening story that, that the Reverend wasn't always very skilled at, at doing and, and didn't really need to for these types of stories, of course, but, but this, that particular story just works so well um, and is so, uh, and we have such a satisfying um, component to this story or compliment to the story rather with old faithful. So it, it's just, uh, it's a very, uh, it's a very warm book and it makes you feel good. And uh, like I said, it's a bit bittersweet, but, mm. uh, but of course we see more of these characters later on down the road and it's a, uh, you know, just a, it's, it's a good book and revisiting this in, in our discussion has really um, made me reconsider my, my thoughts on this book quite a bit yeah. and, uh, and really uh, uh, develop my, my feelings for oh, it. Definitely. Um, and, and, you know, that's, you know, because I've alluded throughout this uh, review, you know, to a, to the more subtle arc of this book. And that, of course, is the arc of Star Lowy, um, you know, because like I said, um, with Star Lowy starting off being, you know, not being in working condition and then, you know, having to come out, even though he's not in working condition. And as I was saying, when we were talking about Old Faithful, that is based on, you know, what really happened to the locomotive Chattis Lynn. There is a picture out there, and I don't remember where I found it last, but there is a picture of Tattleslin in just a really sad-looking state. And while we never see Starlowy in the same state that Tattleslin was in, I can only imagine, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, it, there is something quite bittersweet about this first book, but I think that the payoff we get in Old Faithful is... It's a really great payoff. So... Yeah, just a really fantastic set of stories. Um, yeah, and we've made it 10 books into the Aurelia series now, and this is uh, really the first time that we've gotten away from the main characters. I mean, obviously, we've had three of them, or four of them, rather, pop up, but uh, it's just a fantastic set of stories, and, you know, uh, we w- we would see the characters somewhat infrequently throughout the rest of the series, but uh, great setup for a great set of characters. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was our, our discussion on four little engines. Let us know what you th- think about this book. Um, do you, do you like it as much as we do? Um, what, what order would you rank the stories in um, from, you know, favorite to least favorite, but uh, yeah, you can certainly reach out to us and, uh, and, Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Talking Thomas Pod. We are on Twitter, uh, Twitter, and uh, of course, we're Talking Thomas One on there. And uh, we are also available to listen on Spotify, Anchor, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, many other podcast platforms. And we thank you for uh, continuing to listen to us. And we'll have lots more Railway Series commentaries, or Railway Series discussions, rather, uh, and uh, more commentaries on Season 3 of Thomas and Friends and some other fun stuff uh, coming on uh, down the line for you.